And the hotel people were like, oh, um, what, what do you need? Where are you? I'm like, that's my dad. He's checking in for all of us. And, right. and, they, and they had to like question my dad if I was his son, basically, you know? Because they didn't believe that this white family, because my stepsister is also white with my brother, is with me. And I'm like, and you know, we're fucking like Ohio or some shit. And I'm like, this yeah. is What's up and welcome to Nacho's Cafe. This is your boy, Will, a.k.a. Nacho. And today is Talk About It Tuesday, where me and a guest will sit and talk about it, whatever it is, and that's what we're talking about. You ready? Welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you choose to listen to this or, of course, see this when I have it on YouTube. Um, today, of course, is Talk About It Tuesday. And today I have a guest, not only a guest, but he's also my friend, which mostly they always are. Um, he's my, well, not coworker anymore, but he was my coworker um, who worked with me also at Levi's. But he, and I'm not going to dive into how that even works because it's a long description. So it's, it's, a, weird, it's a weird description. On the East yeah. Coast, I, it's, you can't keep it short. You know, be like, what are you no, doing? you can't. Um, and even Let's if you say your title. There. Yeah. When you say your title, they get confused by, oh, what does that yes. mean? And it's like, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just, yeah. So manage the territory with cells. For the company Levi's. Look it up. Right, right. Please just look it up. <laughs> um, yeah, here, I'll even send you the link. What's your number? I'm not trying to have your number. I'm just, right. saves me the time. You know? <laughs> um, but, um, but, yeah, so not only was he a co-worker with Levi's, but he's also a writer. He writes, he does, among other things in his community, a lot. And um, he's one that speaks his mind, which is another thing why we kind of clicked. Um, and since then, we've actually always continued to be in touch. Um, and he reached out to me about talking about just here, what's going on right now, and, and the current issues with the whole Black Lives Matter and the, and the equality, basically, of it all. Um, Basically, trying to figure out what's going on over there on that side in the East Coast. Yeah. And what's going on on the West Coast, basically in like uh, San Diego, where I'm at, and compare or just to talk about like what's the difference or what's going on. I haven't even, I haven't even heard anything. What is going out there in San Diego? I haven't really heard anything from that. Well, there is, um, there's a lot going on. Um, mm-hmm. There has been looting in, I think it was like in university. I haven't drove, driven anywhere where it's at, where there were spots where there was looting, but I know downtown, they, um, a lot of, it's been very peaceful in a sense, not in the beginning, but you know, all the whole looting yeah. and like that did take its place. The curfew is crazy. Um, it's around like seven o'clock. Are you guys still under curfew now? Yeah, there's still some we, curfew. National Guard. We are but not. We're not under curfew anymore as of last night. I think yesterday probably was the last. Um, Cause I was looking it up before we um, connected right now. But um, cause like, well, what's the curfew? But I've been hearing it's seven. But right. they're not like being so harsh. Cause I uh, last week I was walking out and I was in downtown with some of my friends, and um, when we walked out to go see somewhere to eat. And that was like nine o'clock. I'm like, wow, you guys chose the right time to go eating, you know? But wow. uh, the police were around, but they were just like, oh, hey, you know, they're very, very nice. You know, just saying, do you live here in this area? Like, no, we, we're just going to walk this way just to get something to eat, blah, blah. You know, it wasn't really, mm-hmm. you know, aggressiveness or anything like that. And just for the past days, too, it's been actually peaceful over here. And the police have been actually escorting, you know, a lot of the cities in San Diego. Um, the mayors, they're all, you know, 
all for what's going on, trying to push that, you know, keep continue doing it so your voices are heard, you know, right. so they're really just doing it. I know in LA, um, it's worse, you know, um, I haven't even yeah, LA more, has, but it's, it's crazy over there where it's, it's just really embedded, you know. LA has, LA, the police department there, they've used tear gas, you know, that's like a, that's, you know, illegal in warfare. So why yes. are we using it on pedestrians? We're peacefully protesting, you know yes. what I mean? Yes. And even in, even in like your experience with police over there is great. It, yeah. That did not happen for me on Tuesday because like literally, so the, the Monday curfew was um, like 11 o'clock and then Tuesday, Bill, that was from Governor Pono, Cuomo. Um, Tuesday was our mayor, Bill de Blasio. He put the, at eight o'clock, you know, so like four hours earlier or three hours mm -hmm. earlier. And it was at eight o'clock and literally we're still all protesting downtown, like in, um, uh, near the Stonewall and literally as soon as it was like 805 the police like enforced it you know they're getting people they're taking them out you know they're pulling them they're they're handcuffing them and basically that's really what happened you know when I got arrested was there was this one young um, black woman she was being harassed and trying to run away and escape from like these two cops and she was like you know almost being like held by the her hoodie that she had on and whatnot so literally me and two other guys well, I don't even know. We like literally just formed a barricade between these two people and her. So she was able to run up and catch up with her friends. And literally all I heard behind me was, you know, the, I guess like the captain or the leader of this particular squad um, say like, oh, he goes and that guy goes and pointing in our direction. So basically one guy caught me my backpack that I had on and like, threw me down to my knees and I was ganked up and arrested, you know. So that's literally what happened to me. But at the same time, I was held for like, you know, 10, 11 hours in prison. And, and they went to central booking. So I had my finger, fingers ID'd and I like, took my photo. And they didn't even give me like with them like an arrest charge. It was like a summons for violating curfew. So literally, and they did bring no, there was no Miranda rights. There was no phone call. There was no, um, uh, they denied my request to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so like, it's an unlawful arrest, honestly. Yeah. It's an unlawful, like, to keep me in custody yeah. for that and to just give me a summons and to put me through central booking. And then to, like, you know, I'll get into a little bit later, you know, a couple of comments that they said when they found out, you know, and this talks into, like, the whole privilege thing. And I have a question for you about privilege, actually. Um, the whole privilege thing about, like, when they found out my name. And I'm like, you guys can't see me, but I'm a Brazilian guy, but I'm a lighter-skinned Brazilian guy. So it's like, but I have white names and adopted. So it's like very, yeah. that whole dynamic is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Um, so when I got out and I'm, you know, I kind of wrote this diatribe on uh, Facebook, like the next night about what happened, I had a bunch of people reach out and been like, you're doing so well. Like, I can't wait to do that. I'm like, you know, get arrested. I'm like, it's not about getting arrested. <laughs> wow. Guys, you know, it was, I want to get arrested. Just, yes. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like, it's like, it was an outcome that happened, but it wasn't the goal of what happened. Yeah. That's not the goal is to get arrested. It, it was the outcome by what I did was something right in my head, fighting yeah. a good fight and protecting yeah. somebody else. You know, yeah, that's what I thought. And I thought I was doing the right thing. And that's yeah. what happened. If yeah. I were to do it again, I would do the same steps all over again because I know that's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, of you protected her. You, you helped her out. You know, yeah. it's nice to even hear when you say like these other guys that you didn't even know, you guys banded together immediately just to Absolutely. Her, help her. You know, that's, yeah. that's what this is all about. 
like to be honest. That was people. that was like the only real scary part of the police when I when I've seen them here. And then when I've been to other protests, because literally the next day after I was out, I went to a protest like that Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> I've right, been protesting right. like literally almost every day. Um, or going to release something, you know? Um, but that was the scariest part. All the other times I've run into police or, you know, they're whatever, they've been kind of fine, kind of complacent. Like they're not, I've never seen a cop take a knee. I've never seen um, wow. say anything. The only thing I did see was one time we were, uh, we were protesting on Friday night um, and it was over by like the, the church St. Oh God, I can't remember the church's name, but it's over by Columbia University on, on the west side, on, one six, uh, on like 110th actually. Um, and we're walking up towards 125th and then they're gonna continue to 145th. I live on 116th, so I walked up to 125th and I left. But there was, we were going on one road and we had to turn down another one because the cops had barricaded that, that street, you know, and they're not allowed to do that legally, you know, stop us from doing that and force right. us to go a different way. So that was like just two instances of where I've had something with the cops, you know, mm -hmm. other than that, they've just been really complacent and not, I've never seen anything change, you know, like not even in their, in their mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just, just being so what I observe on the front lines. Yeah. And how many days have you been protesting? together um so literally the protest started last a whole week ago saturday so we had literally seven days and then seven days and saturday sunday is nine days um and then today is 10 i didn't go i didn't protest today today was like my mental health day <laughs> and i didn't go yesterday so that was like <laughs> That's my definitely weekend. um right um because like it, it does weigh on you a lot you know yeah. especially when you're seeing some of the emotions that come out from other people, you know, um, and or you're hearing things from, because uh, it's not it's not just marching. It's also I'm, I went to vigils, you know, uh, for uh, Black trans um, people of color um, at Stonewall, like on Wednesday. So it, that was more of a march, which is more of a vigil. Mm -hmm. um, and the one the one on Saturday, the one on Friday at the church started as a vigil and then we marched. So like it's not just marching, but I was out there pretty much like seven days out of like nine days, like last week. <laughs> <laughs> now it has any nine days in, in a week, whatever I mean. <laughs> <laughs> has any of these protests have been really, really impacting from the other, from just your observation? Uh, like how different was, let's say Saturday, how different was Friday? You know, like how, did you see more? The, the, Less? So, so from the first from the first day of the protest last week, the full week Saturday was the first uh -huh. one. Mm -hmm. That one was really big, and it was big and it was monumental, but it it, it wasn't scary towards the end, you know. Good, good. Whereas whereas Monday uh -huh. and Tuesday, when everyone uh, everyone got up into their commentary at the beginning of the protest before we actually they marched or whatever that was really powerful but then you could see a shift change in um the atmosphere because there was curfew because people were essentially had already uh only some groups i don't know you know already said they were going to you know riot or protest or whatever because that's what already had happened that sunday and that monday at in, in minnesota so they were just going in Minneapolis. So they were just going to 
continue doing that. And then, you know, they're going to do it here in New York, which they did. They mm -hmm. literally busted through the biggest department store in all of, of the world. Macy's got fucking trashed. Like <laughs> all of fucking Soho got, you know, trashed. So they're like knocking down. There's literally like not one uh, garbage can downtown, like on the corners anymore. They've like removed them all down. Like, there's not one. And I didn't realize that until like I bought like a pack of gum yesterday and, you and I was looking for throw something to throw it out and I could <laughs> not find it for like 20 blocks. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, that's, so you can, you can see the atmosphere change in that, in that capacity in the beginning, mm. but then towards the, the rest of the week, the atmosphere was not as high, strong or high tense, you know, between gotcha. the protesters and the police, but there definitely wasn't the beginning for sure. I feel like the cause is more loud now. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Even watching what's going on over here, um, it's peaceful. You have the support from the police department who are, like I said, escorting, making sure like making sure there's no cars coming in to get in the way, you know, making sure that they're marching um, from A to B. Because I know there was one over they started off, I think it was Ash Street, which is somewhere in San Diego too. And they ended out in Hillcrest by the flag. Uh, I mean, the you know, the pride area. And so um, just watching that, it's, I mean, I get teary-eyed a lot when I'm driving or, and I see that, like, um, I went to go pick up uh, a friend of mine the other day, uh, I think it was like, was it Friday? I forget what day it was. Um, when it was that late night dinner and because we wanted to go all hang out. And um, when I was driving by, uh, I finally, because I haven't seen it, seen it like in person. I haven't seen any, any like protesters or anything like wherever I'm driving. And so when I saw it, yeah. I was so happy, you know, and I'm just blowing my horn, <laughs> um, waving my hand out. Dude, you know, I, it's just like, yes, you know, it, it was so good. And, it, you know, the thing is, is that I think what really means a lot is that I'm seeing non people of color out there. And it just it's very it means a lot. You know, it's like they get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that's that's honestly what um, people of color need um, to see is yeah. the people who already have the inherent privilege out there, yeah. you know, yeah. or at least knowing that they're doing something, whether it's, the, whether it's the friend that they know, Hey, that person can't go out, but that that's my friend and she's posting or she right. donated or something like that, right. you know, like, so that's what I think people really need to see is that you are putting an effort in whatever way you can, you know? Yeah. So that's why I said earlier to you, like or to anybody don't feel like you're not doing you're not doing the, the best you can or you're not or you're not uh, or you're doing less than because you're not physically on the front lines protesting or going to vigils or whatever if a you the mental stress is too much for you that's overwhelming don't go you know yeah. you there's so many other ways to do that you can donate to um uh, different you know food banks and shelters and all that stuff Right. Uh, you can, or even just post about, you know, your, your knowledge and acceptance of whatever privilege you might have and how you're going to understand it and better yourself or learn and educate. Um, or you can, or you can like post um, uh, numbers for uh, to the protesters for like legal aids and whatnot and bailout funds and all that yeah. stuff, you know, like yeah. you just got to send more information out there. So, yeah. No, um, I feel like I know this answer, but have you... Are there other events that you've protested to, protested with? I, 
protested, like, yes, I protested, well, this is really silly, but it also, like, so it's funny, in my younger days, I would, I was a lot more all action than, and talk later, you know, basically, so it got me a lot of trouble, <laughs> but there was huh, something really? Oh, there's something happening in my college, and that's really where I started, like, being more into activism, I guess. Something was happening, and um, it, it was, they were going to allow this person to be on campus to uh, to promote something that wasn't right in the eyes of the LGBT community that we had, and it was also, like, denouncing, you know, the rights that we had acquired for us, basically. So we, we kind of protested that, and that's really where I thought, like, you know, I was more, I was more in uh, pro protesting in more of an, in a very harsh tone mm -hmm. when I also have to, when I also have to understand and what I did in a little hard way is that that person also has his freedom of speech as well, you know? Yeah. So you have, you have to, you can protest, but you also have to understand there's also going to be a debate and discussion. Even yeah. with Black Lives Matter, there's going to be a debate and discussion, you yeah. know? course how are you gonna how are you gonna change systematic you know racism protesting is you're getting the message out there that you are angry about this you want it changed the next step is having those elected officials go out and vote people so the right people right can actually right take care of this because the person right. that man yeah that's in yeah. that fucking building like yeah. will not say his name <laughs> orange motherfucker don't give it life um, <laughs> right <laughs> don't give it like like he is not for the benefit of anybody. So you need to go out and vote. And then those new people, hopefully they're people who are actually on our side, can you know sit down, have the discussions and how we're gonna fix the system. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah. It's, so I started I started really using my freedom of speech in college, basically. And then you I just kind of somewhere though. You gotta start somewhere because cause so you can know how to evolve it. Yeah. So it's good that you started then, and then look at you now. Have more meaning and more purpose to it. Right. I actually have, I have probably have a phone call at like seven o'clock with Marty Goldcummings, who is also a huge organizer of a bunch of protests and a bunch of vigils. And he also uh, organized the vigil um, when um, the polls happened. We had a huge vigil oh, outside nice. Stonewall. We had a huge vigil outside Stonewall where um, we had different speakers that he organized. and. Peppermint um, from RuPaul's Drag Race was there, and they've been friends for years. So, because um, nice. Marty Goldcummings is the, is an I like performer in the in the drag scene here, uh -huh. but he's also on like the like I said, he's also on the the nightlife council for um, the mayor. Mm -hmm. He's also running for his uh, district, um, you know, uh, councilman seat right now. So he's really a huge activist who I look up to. So I'm helping him out um, with another protest that's happening I think on Wednesday. And like I said, my roommate, he organized a protest for last Thursday um, on honoring their birthdays. And everyone who came to that protest was really decked out in like, you know, suits or at least a shirt and a tie. And it was, it was, it was a different type of protest than what you're seeing on TVs with like, you know, the two people fighting, you know, this was yeah. more about celebration of like, this is their birthday. Let's honor it by dressing well and marching uh -huh. for them, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. So that was really nice. Um, have you had any... <laughs> This is crazy. It just came popped in my head right now. Yeah. Have you had any incidents or on the news? Because this has happened over here. Okay. There was an incident at Vaughn's. A guy was spotted with a Ku Klux uh, hoodie thing on. 
And he says that, you know, he, he didn't, his intentions wasn't, you know, to have that on. Right. Stopping around in Vaughn, someone took a picture, and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Are you serious? Oh my God. Are you serious? And so it was to protect myself. My intentions, like, you know what that is. So don't act right, stupid. Exactly. Like, and then, of course, no charges. I mean, he wasn't being violent, but he's, like, testing the waters. In my, Absolutely. I'm like. And there's, there's and, a bunch of people, there's a bunch of people who test the water, you know? Oh, yeah. Even with. And like even uh, so, I haven't I haven't really experienced it on the front lines myself, seen it. But you know, you see all these videos of looters and the rioters. And let's not get this wrong: the ones protesting, they are not yeah. looters and rioters. Right. The ones who are looting right. and rioting are the looters and rioters. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> who generally, from what I have seen, is from the white people who are not benefit, who are not using this to anyone's benefit. Of course. You know? I understand, and like I told everybody this, like, you, you have to understand, like I said, protesters are protesters, losing riders, losing riders, you, but you also can't say that you, they shouldn't, you know, yeah. And I, you know, turn, what, over, turn over a garbage can or, yeah. or the property damage because they're angry and they're upset and they're overwhelmed and they're exhausted from just being, you know, already walking out of their house yeah. and already judged you know, and already predetermined and all this stuff. They're over it, you know, and there's no justice for them. So how they choose to react and handle with their pain and their anger, you don't have any right. I don't have any right. No one has a right to say that's wrong, you know? That's right. What I I can say, what I can say is that it's a shame it had to get to that Mm -hmm. for anyone to do or say something because all the other peaceful protests and the other peaceful sit-ins and walkouts and demonstrations have all fallen on deaf ears in our government, you know? Yeah. So it had to get to a point where like literally like going crazy that they had to like, you know, whatever. Right. right. Yeah. It, it's just, that's just, and it's crazy because I think before when we had a bigger, when we had uh, the first situation with the Black Lives Matter, um, I was like, you know, trying to be the mediator, trying to see like, oh, well, it's, we shouldn't be acting like that, you know? Right. But when this came around, um, just something snapped, you know, and I was just like, oh, forget it. No, it is what it is. You know, it's like that can be replaced. You can't replace the life. It, it couldn't, this movement could not have come at like a, almost like a better time. Yeah. Because you also have people coming off of like being trapped in their home for th- almost three months of quarantine. COVID just exacerbated all of their emotions of like not yes. even able yes. to go outside, yes. not getting an actual paycheck, you know, for some people, like not even to pay rent. They're already frustrated with that. And now you put, oh my God, they're killing another one of my, of like my brethren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking over it. I'm livid. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. This, that just yeah. made it like so much more intense. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, honestly, I think it was all that built up and it was time to scream. And so here yeah. it is. Here it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. I ain't going Absolutely. to put it back inside. Curfew? We're running over. You know, it. I mean, that's a lot of people. And I'm like, it just, it, it really touches me. Because when I look at, and the fact that all 50 states, all the world, you know, it's like, this is global. All 50 states. And uh, I think it was like something like 18 different countries as yeah. well. Like, yeah. who are 
protesting and they're like they're overseas you know exactly they have nothing exactly. to do with our government it, nothing that's amazing that's that fantastic. it is like if they can see that's it what biggest, is going on? the biggest like global movement it is for you know black white it's awesome yeah it still gives me chills and it's still just um i just smile when i'm like looking at social media i'm just like wow I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you was, um, you posted something on, I, guess, I think it was your birthday. Yes. Did you, paraphrase what you posted, basically. Go ahead. So, what I was um, on there, because that morning, I literally cried in the morning. When I woke up um, on my birthday, I, I literally was just like, I just, I cried hard. Because you got older? Huh? <laughs> 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 Listen, okay. that's just how we joke, people. Okay. <laughs> like I made another year. I'm getting older. Thirty-four. What the hell? No. Um, I just was like overwhelmed because like that whole weekend, I was going through so many emotions. I I didn't do a Friday because I was just acting out in anger. Um, yeah. my my podcast. I'm like, no, I'm just not gonna do it because I mean, I had one already ready. But it was really not nice at all. Um, and then I really, uh, that when that came to that Saturday, because I was so angry on Friday. And then Saturday, you know, when I get really, really angry, I automatically flip to complete sadness. And so that's what happened when I woke up. I, I literally was crying. And um, when, I, when I said in the beginning part of it, of, you know, when I was a kid, um, I used to pray God to just take me out because it was a cruel world. And I was just being bullied then, you know, about being gay and all that. And then now mm -hmm. my skin color, which I cannot escape from. And now it's a huge problem. I mean, like, why, why do you have to treat us this way? And then it's like, can I go out there driving without fear? You know, right. it's like my window's not even tinted and someone might misunderstand something. Oh my gosh, he's that one who stole just because I fit the description. And it happens right. all the time. You know, I can't call the police and say, I'm a black guy in America, and this white fool is, like, you know, harassing me. They're going to be like, well, right. um, is he... What did you, you do? Know, you know, like, but if it's someone else, I'm a white that. woman, and I'm being harassed by this African-American, they jump. Why? <laughs> you know, you should jump, period, because your citizens who are paying taxes just like you, exactly. you know, have a right. So, as I moved into it, um, because and, I... And um, just going back to, like, the... the these white women or people or men or whoever may call the police and like just say they're attacking me it's so funny how like that's already the what they say first in and their how mind they even threaten you first before mm -hmm. they even call the police it's like i'm gonna call the police and say that you threaten me if mm -hmm. you don't stop or you don't do whatever exactly exactly like they already use that as a tactic as intimidation just between right. you and them like right. this is crazy right right that's crazy um, and so i because me i'm i'm always trying to be a Mr. Connector. Like, I like to connect people, try to find a way to make it as peaceful or whatnot, but I understand what's going on, the craziness. But when I was saying, like, you guys need to listen to us. I mean, right. you put this badge and uniform on, and that's a choice. Okay, that's a choice, you know, to do that. And you, I'm sure you have a conscience in your mind, right? Or are you always going to do what so and so says? Literally, it's harder. It, it's harder in, uh, in America to become 
a hairdresser or a barber because of all the schooling you have to go through than it is right. to become a cop in America. Right. And honestly, going forward to fix this, every single person who has a badge or who's going to go into the police academy or whatever, they need to have already have a degree uh, prior from a different institution so it's not biased, something in criminal justice, something in sociology. I was just about to say that, sociology, you better do a sociology class. Absolutely. And maybe even a master's degree because fuck this, you know? Yeah, you need to be educated. So understand, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and that's how you also weed out the ones who are already inherently, you know, just racist. (laughs) Yeah, because you you, you won't, like one of the things too I know I put in there was the whole box situation where you put everybody in a box, like on applications. I'm black, but I can't be Mexican. Like I can't be. Like it's like African, but not Latino. I'm like, well then we're, the, I'm proud of who I am. So why do I have to, I'm like, well, it's gonna have to be other because you don't have a box for me. So, and why does that even matter? Cause when I was growing up, it wasn't a problem. It was like, right. I'm proud. Oh, I'm proud. You know, I'm black, you know? <laughs> but then as I grew up, and just really seeing the human race, I'm like, why does that even matter? You're trying, and I realized like, you're, so you're trying to count how many of this and this and this do you have? Like the whole census thing, they're trying to make sure they keep tabs on, well, how many Mexicans are over there? How many blacks are over there? How many Asians and all down the line? You know, yeah. why is that important? You know what I mean? Like, that's my big question. It's like, why are you trying to put us in a box? Like, okay, the, okay, that's, those are the blacks and those, why does it even matter if, it, if we really are equality, if we really are, you know, we're all human and why does it matter when I'm applying for a job, what I am? Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? It should be male and my name and my social security number, period. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make no freaking sense to me why that even matters. So I would vote to get that freaking out the way because until that's gone, then people are going to start realizing that if we are people of just people, because I bleed red. Do you bleed red? Of course. So, I mean, you know, I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Just like a police yeah. officer, when they get cut, do they bleed blue? And I don't think so. Right. They, they bleed red. So it's like, yo, you're looking at me. What are you scared about? I'm more scared of you. And you guys would hang around the tree when you hung like two black guys. Like, it's okay. Like, really? And then you're making a big deal of, No. This is you. This is history. So it's, it hasn't changed. So make a change. You put that, that badge on. I can't change this. You know what I mean? So it's like, you don't know. So what I say as everybody, because since you're all talking about all, how about all y'all sit around and listen to every citizen, I don't care how long it goes, and have them speak. Like I said, there's going to be people who are mad. They're going to not make no sense. It is what it is. Y'all in a lot of the uniform and stuff don't make no sense either. What you doing? So you need to listen to the ones who don't make no sense and the ones who have a word, you know, something to say, a story. So it's like, that's why I was like saying like, you know, you need to embrace us. And so I cried so many times, like what I wrote on there and I see it, you know, and it spread out. I see the police officers taking their badge, uh, their helmets off and taking, I'm like, take your vest down. You need to be vulnerable because that's how it feels. You don't know, are they going to, you know, that's how we act. We don't, we don't know. Like, oh crap, they pulled us over. I don't know why. I feel like I was going to speed limit. I don't know why. And that's why on that example I put on there was like me and my brother, like I've never got pulled over when I had someone 
that was not black in here. But me and my brother, who's darker than me, we get pulled over. And I, and I remember talking to my brother about it, too. I was like, it was I'm in Redlands, which is another little area that we kind of know is kind of, eh. um, right. He pulls me over because of a, a name badge thing that was hanging from my rearview mirror. I'm like, okay, well, all right. Like, I see so many people right. that have that. How is it? It's not blocking. Yeah, right, right. It's like, it's not blocking yeah. my view. Like, what do you mean can't see? Why do you need to look at my windshield? I Like, it didn't make no sense to me. Like, okay, well, I'll take it off. Like, really? You know, right. I didn't think about it then, but then later I was like, wow. Because I'm watching everybody who has it, these lays and everything hanging from the rearview mirror. It just did not make no sense to me. And Absolutely. Like, and I'm sure, and I'm sure the interaction only went um, only went to that level where they just yeah. pulled you over. I think you could have escalated quickly. Yeah. If, and I'm going to totally sound no, do maybe it. Maybe a little inherently racist or have some type of opinion. Um, it's because of how you guys talk, how you and your voice and what you sound like. How you probably had a conversation with the cop when they asked something. He popped out in his mind. No, no, no. They're different. They're not those type of people. They're not those type. And of, and know, see, that color. says a lot right there. Those. Exactly. And I was like, oh, they, they're educated or they don't talk. Right. They're the, oh, they're the educated POC. So they, we can let them go. We'll just, we'll just leave this as whatever. And it's, it's funny you say that too, because I'll never forget when I got pulled over for my DUI in Arizona that got dismissed, thank God. And there were white cops. I was acting like an aggressive Negro. Okay. <laughs> I, I was the aggressive one. But I had a lot of hair, and if, I, don't know if I, don't, I don't know if you were seeing me with the hair, but I had, I had a lot of hair, okay? It was oh, no, I've seen you. Styled I've that seen way. You've probably good. seen yes. pictures. I have I boots. I just came from a club. And so I'm dressed to impress, you know? And they pulled me over, and I was giving them more attitude than they did. They were so nice to me, and they are you know, white. And it was really interesting to me because I was like, is it because I didn't look like the typical because they were, they gave me so many compliments, Max. They were like, "Oh wow, your hair! How did you get your hair like that? Oh, your boots are so nice." I'm like, "Why are you pulling me over?" <laughs> I'm like, "What is it?" Because you didn't signal like, "Oh, really?" And you know, it's night time, so they couldn't see what color I was. But I just know I didn't signal, so they made me nervous. I was like, mm. "You know," <laughs> I was like trying not to go where I want, but I didn't have to sleep in jail. I was so aggressive with them, you know. So it was just interesting. You were so aggressive because you already were on like the, well, why am I getting pulled over? What did I do? Like, yeah, yeah. Is it, is, it, is it because of, you know, yeah, they can see me, all that stuff? You know, yeah. of you know. course, you know. It was, it, was just, ugh, it was an interesting, that experience compared to the other one, like that one, I could understand. They were bored and they had to get at something. They're like, oh, we need to charge somebody. Oh, he didn't say that. I'm like, really? And then, right. of course, they said, are you, have you been drinking? Hell yeah, I've been drinking. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> I was like, and I'm I, not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> and I read your, and I read your post, and it, you know, it's it's very. I you, you could tell you took your time wording it. I did, you know, so people while. understood. And I have to tell you, like, I love that, but you also have to understand that anyone who is white listening, it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation, oh, regardless. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you need to understand that, because I, I, I wrote something too after I got arrested, like. It's not, it's not going to be the easiest conversation to have or the easiest thing for you guys to read. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand, 
that's that's the point of this. It's important to get uncomfortable to know that this is wrong and yeah. why you're getting uncomfortable is the reason it has to change. Exactly. Exactly. That's so true. That's so true. Because yeah. I've like Max, I've never been scared to drive, and when I was coming home from my birthday celebration the next day on Sunday. I literally was kind of nervous. I didn't have no hoodie to like hide myself. And I've never, ever, right. ever been ashamed of myself. I, you know, maybe growing up until I finally loved myself. But it was just, it was weird. Like I, I started crying when I was driving home, like nervous, like, you know, like getting anxiety, like I'm driving and I'm just like, exactly. I don't want anyone it's to like, me. It's like, it's because you now have another added pressure of like to blend in while you're driving and to not do anything to make yourself stick out, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, how can you do that and focus on driving and focus on whatever, you know, when you're supposed to be doing, we have, you know, that on your mind as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 that really, I've never, and I've never been through that ever. And that was the first time I ever went through that. So that was like, I didn't feel safe. You know, I I just, I didn't, (laughs) I'm not going to call the cops because they protect me, you know, like, that mentality, you see that, and that has happened so many times, and it's like brushed under the rug, you know? And yeah, like the whole course. time, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen it where it was, you know, a white guy waving around his gun because he didn't want to be inside, and the police are reasoning with him. Oh my God, when they stormed, um, uh, what was that state? Virginia, Virginia's capital, I guess? Probably was. Yeah, it, it was the Virginia mayor. I think it was the Virginia mayor. She's, I think it's a woman. Um, she, like, didn't allow them, you know, to get, get open up early or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Because you're still quarantining, so you, you have to get past the curve, people. Hello, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But they're all stormed the, their, their capital, um, their whatever, um, to, against the police with their guns, with their fucking... <laughs> whatever because they couldn't get a haircut because they couldn't like go sit down on a patio restaurant like and order a beer or some shit right right dude you like that literally we're we're trying to save lives by quarantining and staying healthy yeah exactly you're out here being done and and now you're gonna gonna storm capitol hill with all your guns ablazing and then these are always some of the same people who are getting mad that we are speaking up for ourselves you know in the black movement for black lives matter that now you're getting mad at this is ridiculous you know yeah like just because you can't stand being in the same house with yourself what does that tell you because that because i i i found the quarantine as a blessing because it's for a lot of people needed to self-reflect get creative and redefine yourself that's why i was like i felt like it was a it was a great the quarantine from like from across the board from my end like that i've seen from my friends and online and whatnot it's been really great especially yeah. for millennials really you know right. honestly we've gotten so much time to reflect and better ourselves and be introspective and and look for creativity and find things that you know i have one one of my closest friends her name is misty uh, uh misty near um she's a drag queen yeah she has rediscovered like her love of makeup and like started doing a whole online awesome. series of rep- a replicant it's called replicant where she's like replicating like odd and weird makeups and whatnot she like did the Katy perry et and like whatnot and, and uh she did sasha Valore's, you know kooky one-eyed thing yeah <laughs> so she rediscovered her love of makeup like yeah this quarantine really like i mean it, I'd, it helped hopefully save lives yeah clearly but also like you get to, you get to like be with yourself and you know no, love yourself again. okay 
literally literally Pornhub is making you love yourself they give out the free you know whatever so you can stay in your house that's exactly what I said and a lot of people are what (laughs) nothing um but I I agree with that because um I've been seeing it a lot of self-reflection and I'm like for people who can't handle it this is your first sign of retirement so if you can't handle it now you what are you going to do so it's it's been really um amazing and what is funny is because i have a title i always have a phrase for every year and before we i even go into the year like at new year's eve i'm like this year is called blank da, 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 da. um i've had the year of manifestation i've had the year of declaration you know whatever i declare of oh, my life that year is what's going to happen and it's funny because this year and it's so funny how my launch date for the podcast was the 17th of march when lockdown literally happened yeah. So, because I had planned that in the beginning of January, I was like, I think it's going to be St. Patrick's Day is when I'm launching. And then lockdown. And I'm just like in my mind, like, hmm. Oh, my God. But, yeah. So, and then also, I've named this year, this is what I call this year. And I was telling my spiritual brother this. I was like, it's really interesting because it stands so strong now as I see the march among the nation. I call this year the year of now or never. Whether this is the year you are either going to do it, absolutely, it's not going to happen. This wow. is the year for it to happen. And so, so many things have happened. Like I've been observing. I'm just like, it really is the year of now or never. It, absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, In the biggest way possible, globally. Right. I'm like, either we change or it's not going to happen. But this is the year to do it. Absolutely. It might not, it might not, you know, it might not change by the end of the year, but at least this course, is the year where course. it started. You know? Yes, yes. This is the year for us to finally be vocal about yes. why we're upset, why we're mad, why we need change. Right, right. And for me, it was, you know, just personal. Like, yeah, because if I don't do my podcasting, if I don't do my writing, I'm not going to do it. This, right. I have to do it this year. This is the year. And so it was personal. But when I think about it as more broad, I'm like, this is literally... you know it's like this really is a year now or never because there's some changes that need to happen and it really is i pray that it does i really do believe it will because it's gonna make us look dumb if no change happens if if nothing comes to fruition yeah which is why it's so important guys go vote please get your absentee ballot if you're you know, afraid of getting COVID at your polling station. Right. Get your absentee ballot I will ballot pick in. you up. And if you're not afraid, grab your mask. I can right, fit exactly. at least four to five people in my car. If you want me to lay it down, we can fit a whole lot more. But just, you know, wrap yourself up. Make sure you're, you're clean because you ain't sitting in my car. And that's, that is the one message that has been, that I've seen, especially here in New York, um, said from all the speakers that I've heard from, is at the end or the beginning or the middle or, or even like three or four times within they're saying, they're saying channel this anger you have while you're marching and bring it to your polls you know exactly people that have your back that have our best interest in mind yes to um to to those positions of power where change can't happen you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we are letting our voices be heard that we are done with how it is now we're also we're protesting to letting you know that we're over this and then the the next day we're going to go to this voting station and get you out of power so we have someone else who's going to fight for me yeah 
I mean, I feel sorry for the next person in office. It ain't going to be easy mess to clean up. I'll tell you that much. It's going to be, it's, yeah. It's going to be a disaster, but you know, you got the backup of your community of the states. You got all of us back the worst presidents in the history of the U.S. It's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, man. I was going to ask you a question about something, and I forgot what it was. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. I'm sure it'll come to me at some point. Yes. Um, you said, oh yeah, you said something. You said something about um, boxes and like uh, you said something about boxes when you were talking about um, when I apply for a job, it should just be like my name and whatever. You know, it's so funny that even names are inherent to uh, privilege. Mm-hmm. Like when I like with what happened to me when I got arrested, when I finally got down to you know central booking and they got my full name. I am, I'm Brazilian. I was born in Brazil. I was adopted by a Brazilian mom and an American father. So he was born here. Who went to Brazil to adopt, you know, their children because my mom couldn't have kids. He adopted me. And then a year later, adopted my brother. We're not brother related. And it's funny because my mom is, she looks like me. Or, <laughs> That's cool. My dad's really married, but she looks like me. She's like, you know, darker complexion, black hair where I could see myself in her, but my brother is literally born from two German parents who happened to live in Brazil, uh-huh. who gave their child up for adoption. So he literally looks like my dad, because my dad is Jewish-German descent. Yeah. So he looks like my dad, you know. Wow. Pale that's, white skin, with really brown cool. hair and green eyes, like, just like my dad. Um, so when I got my, when my, when they named me, I was Max after my dad's, you know, dad, so my grandfather. Makes Max. Albuese is my middle name, which no one ever really gets to hear or use his middle name which is my mom's maiden name, the uh-huh. Portuguese side, and then Eisenstadt, which is my dad's last name. So it's like, I'm a Jew, but I look <laughs> so <laughs> brown sometimes. Right, like right, I'm right. light brown, you know? Right, right. So then when they got the, oh, it's Max Eisenstadt, like literally the guy was like, see, everyone is fucking having privilege, you know? And I'm like, hey, I'm going to challenge what you said to the CCRB. Don't worry about that. When I get out, right. you're going to get fired. <laughs> right. Um, and B, like, yeah. I know that I have privilege because I have a uh, Jewish sounding name that gets me into those doors before they even look at my skin. And it's mm-hmm. funny that a cop said that because literally a year ago when I had jury duty, they called, you know, put us in a room, whatever we all had to like, we all stated that we could not go to whatever jury duty. I actually was going to uh, San Francisco for work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really could not be on this jury. You cannot. You right, right, cannot, right. Whatever. But they called my name and I said, I sat up to go talk with them and said, oh, we said Max Eisenstadt. I'm like, yeah, that is me. You know, they literally made an assumption of my, what my name could have been. And what you would look like. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Uh, yeah. At, at the courthouse. So the courthouse made the assumption. This cop made the assumption of such a booking. Like, it's crazy that those people um, in the same sphere of, you yeah. know, uh, government made a claim about my name before they even like, knew what, what it was, basically, you know? Yeah. But I fully understand that I have privilege because um, I do have a white sounding name. My name um, too, so honestly. I, so I know that, you know, I got the door opened up for me for jobs or oh. for uh, colleges when I was applying, you know, wow. all that stuff. Meanwhile, then they read my letter about like all the summers I spent in Brazil and whatnot. And that was what my college essay was about. Name, um, put him in, you know. Right, right, <laughs> basically. Um, but I also, you know, on the other hand, experience racism towards me as well, because unfortunately my mom passed away 
so when I when my dad remarried to um, a, uh, my stepmom Doris, who's from New Jersey, who is white. So mm-hmm. like when I go back there, it's like I'm literally the darkest person in my family. So when we go out, or you know, there was one time where I had, where we uh, had rented a hotel because we were going cross country somewhere, and the hotel people were like, "Oh, um, what, what do you need? Where are you?" I'm like, "That's my dad. He's checking in for all of us." And, right. and, and they had to like question my dad if I was his son, basically, you know, because they didn't believe that this white family, because my stepsister is also white, with my mm-hmm. brother is with me. And I'm like, and you know, we're fucking like Ohio or some shit. And I'm like, this yeah. is ridiculous, you know? So of course yeah. I experience racism in, in some right. capacity. Because you're different. everyone um, also has a little bit of privilege. And I, I know I have that too, you know? Yeah. I, I, you just have to be aware of it and call yourself out, you know? Yeah. And I and I've done that. And I and I hope all of you people do that. Like white, yeah. light skinned, whatever you might have, whether you're whether you're even just male, because we, we are both men. We already have a privilege because of men, you know? Yes, so, very true. Very true. Because women yeah, are, you know? Oof. They got it really bad. <laughs> but yeah, so like like I said, you know, everyone everyone needs to do it apart, whatever they can do for this protest. It's it if you think that this does not affect you in any way, you're surely mistaken. Right, and right. And you are on the wrong side of history. Yes. And think about that. You know, you're definitely on the wrong side of history if you have anything that this does not have to deal with you. Right, because it has everything to do with you. If you don't Absolutely. want to be categorized in that group who have done the wrong, then take your privilege and make a change. It's not doing anything, it's being complacent, and that's... Right, backtracking this movement. Yeah, a whole lot, and um, yeah, we. This is not for nothing, and and uh, man, I've really, like I told another interview of mine who was an activist, like I really educated myself a lot, and 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 a lot of a lot of the education was coming from white people, Um, the ones who were speaking out, you know, they they were speaking out on on the truth but you know a lot of people are going to listen to them you know what i mean and which is nice because they're using their privilege to spread awareness knowing that um for i'm using my privilege because i know you guys are going to watch me and i know you're going to listen because a i am white so right. they you know i i really i applaud them for taking their privilege to educate about what has really been going on they're like this is wrong they're they're not even seen as people so stop that they are just like us I, 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 I think it's great that they're doing that and that they're um, taking to educate themselves about what's going on here. But at the same time, I don't think there's, they, they try to find line where it becomes white explaining. And that also is not good for the movement, right? Mm-hmm. Because how many times, how many times just, just within conversation with me or whomever, you talk with somebody else who's of a different background than you, you're, you're saying something that I experienced in your life that you experienced for you, that's true to you. Mm-hmm. And then they referred it back to you. Oh, that's like that time when uh, blah, 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 you know? So they already mm-hmm. connected to something else that they can relate to mm-hmm. when now your experience is already gone because now they're relating it to themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's in the form of white, that's a form of white twin that's not good for this movement. I like that they can use their, they can use their platform to speak out on things and call out things, mm-hmm. but you don't need to overly do it in a sense where now it's just belittling what these people have experienced. Why right. instead, since you have a platform because you already are maybe a cis white male or just 
white in general, cis, yes, cis white female, you know, whomever, why don't you bring those people up to your platform and have them say what their experience is and what their truth is, you know? True. So you don't have to tell the people what they're feeling, you know? That makes a lot of sense. I think that would be, that shows the partnership. You know what I mean? Yeah, it shows, exactly. it shows I am just as equal as this person standing next to me. I'm taking this platform because they have a story. Speak, you know, like, come exactly. on. Exactly. And I, I wrote about that when I wrote my thing, um, uh, after I got arrested, I wrote this whole big thing on Facebook. One of the paragraphs was about white explaining. And I said, just think about, I said, I literally called out white people. Like, think about a time way before way before even the whole black lives matter movement when you would repost something onto twitter or facebook or instagram of uh of a black voice you know why did you and i'm like and i'm questioning them why did you post that did you post that because you were inspired by, by that person did you post it because that person was a celebrity and you had a, like a check mark and you thought they Mm. Well, whatever he was saying or she was saying or whatever it may be like do you think that now your part is done because you're now woke and you <laughs> are you know doing that a whole thing mm-hmm. no you already have a platform i think you need to make sure that you're you're understanding the the black voice and the black experience and you can bring them up to your platform right. because letting them speak is finally giving them a voice that they probably didn't have you know back there yeah yeah so yeah yeah and and after that sometimes it and this is the hardest and this is going to be the hardest part especially for people you don't or you don't always have to say anything and you don't always have to have a comeback or uh or something to uh continue the conversation you know or just live with their experiences in your mind mm-hmm. and in your head and then you know deal with it and that way you understand it mm-hmm. and literally had a conversation with my friend um my friend uh ryan he's a really great guy he has a white cis male from long, from long island he's gay though and he he made kind of like, like a self-serving post during this whole black lives matter movement in the beginning and i kind of i te- i texted him personally because i know how he can get you know he feels like he's attacked he like gets all angry and, out. Okay. Yeah. and and basically like like i'm not the bad guy here i'm not the bad guy and i'm like i never called you the bad guy it just said this post that you posted was a self-serving post and it doesn't really forward the people on the front lines and the protesting and i think it's just it's all about timing you know you literally wrote about you know uh it was uh, um pride post in the way where um i i grew up in long island and i got called you know the f word or a homo and whatnot. And now look at me now, I'm writing for the Hollywood Reporter and some of the pride. And I'm like, no, this is t- the worst way yeah. to say this post. Yeah. You know, like, great, you were, I'm glad you moved past it and you dealt with some bullies in your school that called you a homo. I'm gay too, we all have that we, at some we, point yeah. in our lives. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's not prideful. What is prideful and what you should post about, Ryan, is that you wouldn't you get to be prideful all every single day of your life because you're already white. You yeah. already have that past to be prideful, yeah. Yeah. where some people in our communities don't have that because of the color of our skin. Yeah. And we might and on top of you already have like two hurdles we have to fight. You know? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And but the fact that you, oh you add women to that or trans on top of that? 
That's mm-hmm. so many hurdles they have to fight where they cannot be prideful 24 seven. Right. Unlike you, Ryan, you know? Yeah. yeah. So we get that one month for pride. Why don't you understand how you got to become to get that pride? You got your pride because of black trans women that started the Stonewall riots. So why don't you understand that and like give them the, the, their truth and give them thanks for what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Like do your education, do your, do your. Those kind of conversations are definitely hard because you also, you know, you don't want to offend your friends, but But they need to know your friend, but if they're, but if they're your friend and if they respect you enough, they'll listen, you know, I will say I've lost, I've defriended a couple people who I've had one-on-one conversations. I don't, I don't make a, I don't make it a, I don't make it a, uh, a thing to attack them or have a discussion with them in their social media platforms Mm because I don't want anyone else to put in their two cents and then their ideas get misconstrued with mine and then they that person might think that everyone's attacking them you know what I mean yeah I do I choose to have the conversations one-on-one if if and when I can yeah um because you want them you want them to you know understand the way where it's it's uncomfortable but I'm not attacking you, you know? It's just the nature of how these conversations always have to go now, unfortunately, you know? Yeah, yeah. And some of those conversations didn't go well, and I lost, you know, a couple of friends, and that's okay. It's what it is. They were very, they're also very stubborn and headstrong, but, you know, I can be as well. But I'm also going to kill you with kindness, yeah. and I had to learn that the hard way, Yeah. but I am going to kill you with kindness while I'm also educating you about something you know, and hopefully you listen and hopefully that will sink in because I didn't just yell it at you. Mm-hmm. I told you in a way you can understand. It might be mm-hmm. uncomfortable and you might be hurt, but I told you because they're out of love. So mm-hmm. I wanted you to be aware. That's all. That's right. And it's a lot about that awareness because people yeah. just are acting like they want to try to brush it under the rug. That's a, this is what happens when you brush it under the rug. It becomes an explosion. Yeah, it, it, it grows, it grows, it grows. It I mean, think about it when you're in a relationship. When you do not, and I think I talked on this last week, where you get in an argument and you guys do not settle it, and then you sleep on it, and it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until one day you just said, It does ah, build because, ah, because, ah, you're, because you're sitting on it. And yeah. not only you're sitting on it, but you're also like adding on to it from different angles, you know? Exactly. And well, if this happened, when you know, then there's this side, and then you're you're building on it, you know, yeah. and that and that's not good because then you're already gonna like you're trying to create this perfect thing like bomb to attack him, so uh-huh. that he can't, you know, and that's that's not how a relationship works either, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and this is the ultimate. What happens when you keep when it's being built up, build it up, build up, and that's my mentality on this whole thing. It's like this exactly. is why the explosion. This this, this is, why is what happens when you keep killing black people in general and there's no retribution and there's no justice for it and it keeps happening over and over again you know people yeah. are getting overwhelmed and they're tired of it they're exhausted yeah. and they're livid and they're angry yeah of course they're going to explode can i talk to you about something this is something that i had on one of my shows that i did not put up um yeah it's you know and it again it's with the race card um i, I was talking on it as nacho so it was a little vicious but um, <laughs> but it was the fact of how America acted with the whole O.J. Simpson thing. This one black guy, you know, um, 
I feel like it wasn't the fact that maybe getting away with murder or whatnot. I think it was the fact that, wow, we actually got away. A black person got away just like them. You know, like, I, it was a huge, it was, what, were you going to say something? You're going to say something? Hey, I was, that was one of the hugest, like, I, I think I remember I coming home from, like, you know, second grade when that whole court thing was going on. And I think I remember, I was so fascinated because, like, why, this is not like a TV show. Why am I not watching cartoons? But, like, everyone's fascinated to watch just the court case of O.J. Simpson that America was so involved and involved and um, in, in it in its trial. I don't want to. I don't want to make anyone upset here, but I oh, think well. also the fact that he got a not that he did get away with it. In my opinion, that's my opinion. Right. But the fact that the African the African American community did not want to see a man who was already given so much for his sport and had done so much for the black man in the, the good light when he was in his good races and playing football, mm-hmm. you know, that they didn't want to see that ripped away from him. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I think that's where a lot of black people's mentality came from in the side of him that he didn't do it. When all evidence points to, no, he literally did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and me just standing back where I think maybe vocally we wanted to say that, but I think in another sense, it was like, cause you have seen so many of these murders, Ted Bundy, for example, um, he still doesn't even know how many he, he had killed, you know, yeah. <laughs> many women, you know, it was ridiculous. And then it, and it was years for him to, until he actually got caught. Years. Yeah. And then you had lack security escaping a library. I mean, come on. Like if that was a black guy, Let's be honest, you wouldn't even have carried it out that long. Boom. Done. Right. You got the death penalty, whatever. You killed how many white girls? You know, you know, I'm not, you know, not to make it a laughing matter, but I'm just speaking in all honesty. And then what even made it to me when I was watching just that documentary too on Netflix, um, mm-hmm. I was kind of appalled how and I and I always take note on um when it comes to these certain things of like who was the majority culture background doing all this? And when I was when outside of his execution, lots of the people that were out there making merchandise for his death, sick, I'm sorry. Yes, you know, he's well old for that, okay? But you're celebrating as in like, you're selling these t-shirts with him in a chair. I'm just like, and most of them were white doing that. Yeah, And I'm just like, Wow, you know who sick. also you know who also made not to be, you know but off of uh, off of someone they killed and after they had gotten released from jail was that cop who killed that um that that fifteen year old boy it was candy not a thing like he literally signed what was it like Skittles bag that the, the kid had in his hand that when he unfortunately he got you know got killed by the cop mm-hmm. he literally autographed Skittles bags and like sold them and he literally he literally um. I think he sold the gun that he used to kill the kid to another white man who already had guns, slew of them, um, for like a thousand dollars. And on top of that, he sued the family of the kid that he killed for for whatever defamation of character, whatever, some shit like that. But he's suing the family. So literally, like people are profiting, people are profiting off of the death of black men. 
Yeah. Let's talk about what the fuck. And, yeah. and you're putting this family through torment again because you're suing them? <laughs> like, why would you? Wow, you took from something from them and then you're going to have the new to sue them? Absolutely. That's fucking awful. Hi. <sighs> This, I mean, you know, not to be mean. But our system, our system, our system, <laughs> yes, like, it's about the system. incarcerates that, that's the black truth. men for small crimes that white men do and either don't get arrested. We are, we are incarcerating black men at such an alarming rate. It's disproportionate to the system. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Stuff that should have been um, labeled as a misdemeanor, stuff that should have been labeled as a fine, stuff that, you know, all this stuff that the white men, they get off of. They get off on their charges or they go for three months for good pro for good uh, behavior for raping a woman behind a dumpster and not the full six years or, or six months or whatever the fuck he was charged with. And meanwhile, even if he was just charged with six months, he only got up for three months. Why are you only jailing him for uh, six months? Mm-hmm. He raped a woman up behind a dumpster mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yet alone, a black man, like, you know, arrested uh, or, or, uh, there was there was some analogy that I saw. It was like a black man had like, uh, oh, he stole like twenty bucks from a cash register at a, at a fucking gas station or some shit. He literally only robbed for twenty bucks, and he's in jail for six years. The <laughs> hell is wrong with our system? Exactly. That I mean, you you have to question when you hear stuff like that, and then yeah. you really have to put it to where it is. It's, it really is race. Yeah. It's like wow. And, you guys and, literally and, get and away with unfortunately, because, because most of our jails and most of our prisons are uh, inundated with black men or, or black women, now COVID happens. You have all the people who are such in close quarantines together. Of course, the minority community is going to be like being killed off first because of the coronavirus. Like, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all intertwined. It's all a circle. Yeah. Yeah, we're every- all in this together. Oh, yes, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna forget that song because I was actually in a play for it, so yeah. Oh, see, that's embarrassing. embarrassing. It's not okay. I was a theater kid, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Listen, I was a music, I was a music, musical theater kid too, but I would no thank you, miss me with that audition. No thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Um, so what else? <laughs> I mean, we touched on a lot I don't of. Know. We I no, mean, we touched on a lot of stuff because um, these are some topics that needed to be talked about just from individuals like us, you know, because um, there's so much going on. I, the ultimate message is equality. Out there, Absolutely, you know? it's down so huge, you know, when it's all and when every individual is seen as equal, we will triumph. There is America, no America, no America is founded on like the principle that you know we were a melting pot, you know, literally. But let us not forget, and I cannot stress enough: America is founded on the backs of the genocide oh of the indigenous God. people, mm-hmm. and then built up by the ancestors of the protesters you see on the front lines. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is America. That's where mm-hmm. America is built and based on. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're a melting pot. America is for the people, by the people. If we're for the by people, we're for everybody. So yeah. if black lives are being killed, that's not for everybody. If black lives are being incarcerated at such a disproportionate amount to the white people, that's not being for everybody. Yeah. You, we have to understand, recognize, and change the system 
and vote these people into power who are going to have our backs and understand why we're angry and what needs to happen for change. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And change is good when you make it good. Absolutely. You know, and fight the good fight however way you can. This yeah. is for the better, honestly. Yeah. 2020 and if we, is a if we, crazy year. Yeah. Uh, if, if we just had the mentality like a kid, because they see no color, this would be such, uh, a wonderful <laughs> place to live. I mean, it's so silly, but those, the, 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 the gifs of like, you know, the kid running to hug, hug his other. Oh my God, that is exactly. so cute. And then there was another I one that um, my girl T Boz, she posted on her uh, Instagram where, you know, uh, this, this, the dad, you know, pulled his, his child inside and he, it was like four pictures, you know, it was a black and a white always, but they were kids. And what do you see? Like, oh, they're all like friends. And, you know, like, what's different with that one? Um, it's a guy and a girl, the two boys, or the two girls, and then that's, they look like they're going to kiss, you know? <laughs> it, was, it was really, really cute. Is there anything else what's different? And he's like, look, he's like, Maybe because there's grass on that one. That one has grass behind them. So and literally the subject of skin did not come up. It did not at all. This, not at this, all. This is also the reason why um, is nature versus nurture. Racism is taught. It's it is. not inherently, it, it, you're not born being a racist. You are taught being exactly, a racist. Exactly, exactly. And that's why in my, um, my post, I put that too. Uh, you know, if we could only have the minds of a child who see no color unless taught otherwise. Absolutely. You know, you know it's like, unless that, and, and, that, and that's so terrible because you can already hear these conversations happening about why people are so different and why, and you just made in that kid's mind that, that now they're the other, you know? Mm-hmm. And I hate that. And you can mm-hmm. hear these conversations happening mm-hmm. in your head. Oh, and it's awful. Because it comes from home. They don't just, mm-hmm. they don't just like, oh, well, you're different. They don't, they don't get that. You see, right. you see kids and, oh, that's my friend. You know, I, I didn't know I was black until I was told, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, okay, your hair's a little different than mine. Why can't I do my hair like his? You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, you grow into that, but it's not, it's only ignorant when you're being taught that. Yeah. That there's, there's Absolutely. a difference. You know, if you really want to be treat, pe- treat people that, uh, like equal well you got to treat them how you want to be treated and if you want to be treated like superior well you better treat me like i'm superior isn't that the golden rule isn't that the golden rule right how you want to be treated exactly yeah i mean i, I think anybody would get crazy if an officer need their their loved one in the back of neck and killed them absolutely i think just another person would re- react just the same so come on you know we need to be equal equal and let's yeah. get rid of this this problem of racism with with blacks because it's it's saddening and it you know i let's get rid of the let's get rid of the racism with uh racism let's get rid of the race of the systematic racism that we have this brutality that Mm -hmm. is already on the mindset of attack 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 when it's not the case you know like my friend marty who also was arrested that same day with me he suffered a concussion he didn't find out till the next day so literally, he went to bed with a concussion, which you know, oh, man. he was alive because you could have died. Yeah, Natasha Richardson, love you. Yeah, you know, so he had suffered a concussion. Thankfully, I didn't suffer anything worse than you know, just being brought down to my knees, like you know, when they took my backpack. But 
that that's what the cops do. They're using these rubber bullets on peaceful protesters, using tear gases on them. They're using like illegal illegal warfare. Yeah. You know, yeah. why, the, why, why are you creating a war in your own country? Get to that. It doesn't have yeah. to get to that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense why it's just, it's, uh, you know, why isn't the leader walking with us? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you want to be an example for the people. You need to be walking with reminding your country, you know. No, no, but instead, but instead he didn't walk with them. He literally had his men fire tear gas at protesters so he can go up onto like that rose platform to yeah. go onto and the front of the church just mm-hmm. to hold the Bible. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, didn't have it pray. flipped over. He didn't even sit down, he didn't mm-hmm. even talk with the with for the a priest. photo op. anything. For, for a fucking a photo, photo op, op by himself holding a Bible, dude. It's that, terrible. This is this is where our president. This is where our president is. He fucking had them tear gas. So for a photo op, he literally went hit underground when he thought the the rays were going to be horrible. Like it it this is why this is why everyone thinks America is a joke because of him. Literally, yeah. And that's so sad. It it, it is very sad. We because yeah. we're America. We're one of we were one of the the, the world's leading nations. And now we're being led by this idiot, you know? <laughs> oh, God. You are the actions you take. And, yeah, he's the actions he's taken really just, it, it, it doesn't show like someone who's trying to understand the people that he's supposed to be for. You know, it's like, exactly. you're nothing without us. You know that. It's like, exactly. without us, you have every freaking state, all 50 of them. And so the ball is in your court. He's never learned this small. He's he's never learned that lesson that he is, um, that that he is who he helps who he helps around him. He's never learned that because he's he's never paid the Polish people when they helped build his buildings back in like the seventies and eighties here in New York. He never paid them. He never paid that contractor back for one of his casinos. Like Mm -hmm. literally, he uses people, doesn't pay them and expects everything and all the glory in return, like, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. You don't respect those who you work with, and you're never going to respect, you're never going to gain anyone else's respect. Yeah. I oh, mean, but there's oh, things the that's Trump supported, accumulated. The fucking Trump supported, like, fucking Hillary's emails are all the worst, really. Right, right. It's like, okay, moving on, and? Right, what else? exactly. I mean, and the things that they used to say about Michelle Obama, I'm like, you got a Playboy up there. Shut up. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I can Google and see some nakedness, girl. Please. And he's and he's still he's still <laughs> harassing Obama about his uh, birth certificate. It's like, why that's do you hate him insane. so much? Like, oh that was my, my problem. Like, why did you hate him so much and peeing in the bed? Because we what want him back. Because we want him back in the fucking White House for a third term instead of him. Yeah, that's that's very true, and and I and and you know I'm sorry, you know Obama, you know we aged you very greatly. <laughs> I I honestly I honestly I honestly thought that be, if he, I thought I thought about this early in the week that literally America could be headed for like another civil war if something does not change within the system, mm-hmm. and nobody wants that. I mean, nobody really wants that no one wants war anyway come on exactly. let's be real. especially yeah. you know and war does not create war. peace that's the truth no it doesn't war does not war just work it's more destruction more destruction yes. more deaths yes you 
Yes, like what is it? And we have our hands in everything. We're all in other countries. Like we're the oil, honestly, oil, dollars. that's we're not all, for us. Trillion dollar, so many trillions of dollars in debt. Who are you going to add to that? Trust. Right. We need to be more trillion dollars in debt. Right. But I mean, but I my, pers- our leader is, a, my is known for debt. Checks. <laughs> I'm like, our leader is known for debt, though. So, I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what else was I going to say? I forgot. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> I remember. I was trying to think about it, but oh wow, it does. Oh well, yeah, oh yeah. So like, literally, our our country could be headed to like a civil war. You know, if something was not going to change, if something was not going to help mend this divide that we have in our nation. You know, right. And we have to vote people who are going yes. to bring this together, and it's going to take so long, and it's going to be yeah. a hard road. Yeah. to travel to get us all in sync because we also understand like some of them are some of these people are just over it that they don't even want the help anymore you know yeah that they don't they don't they're not even be appreciative of seeing a white man walk up there from my experience i've seen like only like a couple times but for the most part they're really really happy seeing the white people come and yeah. protest with us and march with us you know yeah. you have to find we have to find people in the government who have these voices to the power to unify the people mm-hmm. you know put them back together so we can grow as america again yeah, yeah. betterment of everybody we cannot be a united state we kept separate unity unity why yeah you know that's what i really stand for with that because it, it's and i keep on saying it a lot even in my shows or in my posts is united like yeah. it's not all lives matter it's being united period you know, because that whole, even that whole thing, I had a very interesting um, conversation with the hashtag all. And it's like, at the end of the day, when you say all, it's only all what you see is all. You know, uh, you know, it's like, no, say what it is, because the reason why we have said it, hashtag Black Lives Matter, is because we don't feel like we're part of the all. Exactly. Um, saying all. Saying it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a crazy argument to think that because I'm saying Black Lives Matter, they're coming back with All Lives Matter because me wanting my own rights, That's, me wanting my it becomes own selfish. justice mm-hmm. is taking away from any of their privilege already. Mm-hmm. Like, no, and how dare you think that, you know? I want Black Lives Matter because I don't want to get killed, you know? Because I don't want to have to think about, you know, how I'm yeah. acting, how I'm walking, what, what, I'm, what, what I'm wearing to draw more attention to myself in a negative way from the police, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't I don't I should not have to worry about those things. Yeah. Black Lives Matter, period. Yeah. And that's the movement that we should be talking yeah. about. Yeah. No one's not denouncing your rights. Exactly. Sir. No one you, <laughs> you know, yeah. Have them. Exactly. Exactly. I'm trying to fight for the equality for mine. Right, right. You know, we're just trying like can we just stand for this and stop trying to say, well, this, this stop being selfish. Can you not be about you for right now? And exactly. that's what it's it's really about. You know, it's and okay. It really we get it, but it's not about they, you. They they got they got sensitive. They're getting sensitive, thinking that because I'm trying to fight for my rights, and I'm taking any of their privilege or their rights away. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, I want what you have. Yeah. You know, we yeah. all deserve it. Yeah. yeah. Don't get offended. Yeah, and I've sat at a table where that was a conversation. So I'm like, well, all lives matter too, but I loved it because someone else, and I'm the only black person standing there. But it was nice because cause they're all Hispanic. And then um, the other guy, he was like saying, he's like, 
Well, we haven't suffered like they did, though. Let's just think of it. But mm-hmm. they they have been going through this for years. Like, it is about them. You know, you can say that all lies, but it's about them. It's yeah. about them right now. So, like, I'm sorry. I'm not black. And to be honest with you, I'd be scared to be if that was, you know, the case. Because I, what if I do get pulled over? We don't because we can get away with our skin. Our skin looks lighter than them. You know, he exactly. was saying that. He was like, we can get away. We could pass for white. If we, you know, dress up just right, we can ble- uh, bleach our hair. Or if you talk a certain way, right. you know, it'll change people's perception yeah. of where you think you came from or, yeah. you know, what your truth is or whatever. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy, but it's like we live in a society of a bunch of selfishness and we need to be more selfless. And I'm just happy that I'm seeing that, you know, yeah. in such huge mass like this gives hope you know it really gives hope and the way we're gonna make hope become real is vote (laughs) (laughs) absolutely i almost was like did you get a dog (laughs) that's how you like oh like that's exactly what vote vote people (laughs) you have to vote like so hard and go out there and drove to your polling stations and vote please yeah be the change that you want to see. Yeah. Tell the truth on that one. Do you want a granola bar? Don't play with me. Play, no, I like wish I you said, could, like, literally, like, like, digitize it and, like, oh, that was good. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be like a Bitcoin. I'll digitize it for you. <laughs> no, but, like, like I said, like, even, even like, these granola bars I have next to me have, like, literally, like, 20. Uh, my roommate, she's white from Canada, and, she, you know... Sometimes it's not the most courageous thing for her to do is be on the front line. So she's huh. literally for the, everyone in my apartment. She's bought snacks. She's bought water. She's bought That's hand so nice. sanitizers. Yeah. So, so that nice. we feel safe and, you know, at least hydrated and protected right. on the front lines. That's amazing. I love right. her for that. You do what you can in your own way. Yeah. You know, support this movement, guys. Yeah, please do. And we will see a change. We will. We just, we'll just, yeah. just vote. Just make sure this is not for nothing. absolutely don't let don't let all these things go in vain you know yeah this is this is this is really important i really like and and understand you are you are you're creating history you're literally creating history right now you're gonna read about this movement into textbooks years from now and continue to use the phone they get it right though (laughs) yeah and continue to use the phone because that has been the truth you know, media likes to create their own agenda, but yeah. this is the truth. So continue to use your social media and your phone as your platform. And that, that's another nice. thing you have to stress is like, you can't always trust what you see on those media platforms. You have to see it, you know, for yourself. And you have yeah. to understand that a lot of that, you know, they're just portraying it a certain way that make you think something, you know? You have to see it for yourself. Right. Open up your eyes, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. all for it <laughs> well thank you so much Max for of course um, thank you so much for having me this. this is not going to be the last time because I know some other things that I would like to talk to you about I won't even yeah. talk about on here while I'm recording it but um, I'm an open but, book and I, you know I got opinions <laughs> yes I do I know you do <laughs> oh but um but thank you so much um for taking the time to just collab on some issues that's been going on and 
I pray for hope and I pray for change. So. Of course, of course. Anytime I'm, you know, I'm here for you. And yeah, I, I really hope that we're going to see a change and we will. It's just a matter of, it's now, it's a matter of when. Not, yeah, yeah. Not if, it's a matter of when. So it's great. And that completes today's Talk About It Tuesday episode on Not Just Cafe. Thank you so much for listening and see you next Tuesday for the next TBIT episode. And remember, when you run into a mental wall of personal perspective, talk about it.